up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, on Friday morning, as usual. Happy week seven if you're listening, if you're a DQD and you tune in every week. We are stoked to be here in week seven with you. Um, and if you've listened to the show for the last couple weeks, or at least last week, uh, you know that Michelle is finishing up some insane travel around the globe for work and for play. Um, so this is the last week that we'll be recording separately. But as always, we would never skimp on getting you your Friday episodes for fantasy football stardom sit So here we are this morning. I'm recording this open uh, just by myself, but Michelle will be back on the mic next week. So rest assured. Now, we're, we're a little late to the feed this morning on a Friday, and that's because uh, there was some breaking news that changed some of our recording creds for this particular episode. So we needed a minute to pivot, but breaking news... Everyone, this morning, Friday, October 21st, uh, Christian McCaffrey is uh, now on the 49ers, and it does change some of our projections for week seven. So um, that's why we're a little late this morning. Thanks for bearing with us. And uh, like I said, we've got a stacked show for you despite Michelle uh, being on the road. But like I said, she'll be back next week. So um, we've still got a full roundup of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends for Stardom Sitem this morning. Uh, plus, we have a bet of the week at the end of the show. So make sure you tune in if you're a sports better or trying to be. We've got the best recommendation we can possibly give you for this week. Uh, but listen, y'all, I've had my coffee. I'm excited to go ahead and get into it. And uh, I know we talked about my just one thing, which is Christian McCaffrey getting traded from the Carolina Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers. There are major implications for your lineups around this. Um, in the last week or so, the Panthers have both lost Robbie Anderson after an altercation on the sidelines. If you were watching the show live last Sunday, uh, there was a little altercation between the offensive coach and Robbie Anderson, uh, who has now been traded as well to the Cardinals. So there's some tumult, some mid-season tumult. We love the T in week seven. Uh, so that's going to affect today's results for who we recommend you start and who we recommend that you sit. Um, so let's start where we always start these episodes before we get into those start and sit recommendations. And that is our injury updates. Now, aside from this being a, a big trade week and a lot of moves being made throughout the league, uh, it's also a really important week for buys, for four huge teams in a lot of lineups. So uh, you'll probably find this week's episode really important for your fantasy game, whether you're missing any of the players on these four powerhouse teams or if you're playing against an opponent who is missing one of these four teams. Um, The four teams on by this week for week seven are the Buffalo Bills, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And shout out to Eagles fans, the one and only uh, undefeated team in the league right now. That means that you've got some major, major player gaps that will be out of lineup. So check your opponents, uh, check your matchups, and see where the gaps fall and how we can supplement those uh, in our start sit this week. But uh, let's look at the Bills to start. Uh, We've got Josh Allen, who is full stop, hands down, the best fantasy player in the entire league this year. Uh, 
Josh Allen is not playing this week, nor is Steph Diggs, who is right up there in the number one spot for wide receivers. Um, These two are forces to be reckoned with. And uh, if you are playing against these folks, uh, now is a good week. Week seven is a good matchup week to be playing those folks. Um, We've also got the Rams on by, which means Cooper Cup is sitting this week. Huge loss to lineups. Uh, We've also got taking a look at the Vikings. Uh, We all know that Michelle loves Kirk Cousins. And uh, so if you're in a super flex league, especially just take note of that between Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins sitting this week. And then finally, we've got Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, This also means that A.J. Brown is sitting this week, uh, as well as Miles Sanders and a couple of others. So those are the four to keep in mind. It's going to be a – it's about to get into that time, y'all. It's about to be the time when a lot of these bye weeks are affecting your game. So um, now more than ever is a great time to be listening to Draft Queens and uh, start and sit in your lineup just to make sure that you have the right roster assembled to bring home that W, um, which we'll get into. So without further ado, let's talk about who to start and sit for week seven. uh, And I will kick it over to Michelle. All right, y'all. So it's week seven. Uh, We got some big quarterback names on by this week with the likes of Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Jalen Hurts. So that's probably putting some of you in a bit of a tricky situation. So let's talk a little bit about who you could and should be playing this week uh, if you've lost one of those guys in your lineup. So the good news is those are some people that are out. Um, But Dak is back. Uh, He's got an excellent matchup against Detroit. He's fared well against them in the past. Um, While Detroit has been scoring lots of points, they also have been giving up lots of points. So uh, I know that we've all seen the Dak injury. That was a huge letdown for the team. This is obviously a very quick comeback. However, um, he is poised for an excellent matchup, uh, and I think he will rise to the occasion. So um, hopefully you've held on to him and can put him back in your lineup. Um, Kyler Murray, we're talking about this guy a lot, um, but, uh, good news for him too. And a spoiler alert because DeAndre Hopkins is definitely in my start list for wide receivers. He's back. He had a suspension. Um, but for Kyler, this has always been his main guy and he averages almost five more fantasy points per game. Um, when DeAndre is uh, in the lineup. So good news, Kyler. DeAndre is back. They have some other injuries over there with Hollywood Brown um, being out for the season, but seamless transition, I think, uh, for DeAndre Hopkins getting back in the lineup. I think that goes a long long way for Kyler. Definitely have him in my lineup this week. Um, This is controversial. You probably won't really do this. However, this is a uh, proceed with caution situation. Um, The 49ers defense has actually only allowed four passing touchdowns this season in all of 2022. The 49ers are playing Patrick Mahomes this week and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, look, I understand you're not going to put Patrick Mahomes on your bench. However, just beware. Just be aware of what the lineup looks like. Of course, Mahomes can also do it on his legs, but uh, depending on what type of league you're you're in, might be a little bit uh, less on the passing, might not be able to throw one in for a touchdown as the 49ers have been excellent against the pass. 
Last but not least, a couple of guys uh, were sitting. Justin Fields uh, can't find a rhythm, doesn't have a good matchup. Um, definitely not worth one uh, to get cute with and stream, even though uh, you've got some big names on by. And then, you know, look, a few weeks ago we were talking about Jared Goff. Um, it's up and down. That team has scored a lot of points. I don't really love the matchup this week for them against the um, Cowboys defense. So, again, if you're looking for good streaming options this week, I would not go for someone like Justin Fields um, or Jared Goff. All right, let's get back into it, and let's talk a little bit about running backs now that we've heard about quarterbacks with Michelle. Um, For running backs this week, like I said at the top of the show, interesting moves this morning with Christian McCaffrey uh, moving from the Carolina Panthers, who were playing the Buccaneers and looked like a great matchup, if not top three matchup for Christian McCaffrey, Uh, He is now moving over to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, The only thing that I have to say about that from the jump is just proceed with caution uh, and watch your news outlets. Keep an eye, see what happens with Christian, uh, and keep an eye on who may or may not start for the 49ers. That will be huge for Week 7, but we have nothing to report today. Uh, Just make sure that you're keeping your eye and your ear on your Twitter feeds or wherever you get your sports news. Um, Now let's talk about what we do know in terms of running backs for start and sit this week. Uh, As far as the starts, I mean, listen, we've had something to say for the last couple of years at this point about Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley and the Giants, first of all, I don't think anyone has expected uh, the Giants to go 5-1 and one and have a beyond winning record to uh, really round out the first six weeks of the season. The Giants look really good. They look fantastic. They look strong. Saquon Barkley is no exception. I know two, three years ago, two years ago uh, is the dreaded year where Saquon went out and a lot of lineups were gouged. Um, he's back, everybody. Saquon Barkley is back, and he has a great matchup this week. Uh, against the Jaguars, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, People have been talking about the Jags, and uh, I don't think that, you know, they had won consecutive wins against the Colts and the Chargers, but then they lost three games straight afterward. So most recently, that's where we're at. The Jaguars are struggling a little bit. I have a feeling, and I want to put my money on uh, the Giants. I can't believe, but... Saquon Barkley is a huge part of the equation over there. He looks fantastic. Uh, If you ever doubted Saquon, as a lot of us did, uh, now is not the week to doubt him. He is a start for Week 7. As is Damian Pierce. Now, we've talked a little bit about rookie Damian Pierce on this show uh, with the Houston Texans, and this is the week where, again, you'll want to play Damian Pierce Um, He's got a matchup versus Las Vegas, and he is also coming off of a bye week in week six. It's great to see your running backs resting their legs and coming back with a vengeance. Uh, Also, the the coach of the Houston Texans, Levy Smith, uh, says that Damian's going to carry for at least 20 carries each game. I mean, 20 touches, at least 20 touches in the last three games in a row before a bye week where now he is rested uh, with keeping that in mind, he also has had 11 targets the past two games. So with over 20 carries and upwards of 11 targets uh, with nine catches out of those 11 targets, uh, 
he's being thrown the ball. He's being given the ball. And it seems like, you know, the Raiders may be a good matchup, um, but especially for Damian Pierce as as it uh, stacks up to other running backs in the league because he gets so much work. Um, so I think he's a great option to start this week. Um, can't really recommend Damian Pierce enough in your lineups. Um, last but certainly not least, and this is a, an, another interesting matchup, is Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, he is a start this week, at least in my roster. He's projected for 17 and a half fantasy points this week. Uh, he's the 14th ranked running back overall, just behind Damian Pierce. And this week, uh, the Seahawks have the Chargers. And if you looked at Kenneth Walker, if you watched the Seahawks game last week in week six uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, who let's call a spade a spade, the defense is a little bit garbagey, but with that aside, um, he had 21 carries last week for 97 yards and a touchdown and two catches for 13 yards on three targets. Um, he's got a great matchup this week against the Chargers and the Chargers defense. Um, I mean, leading up to week seven, six running backs have scored at least 14 PPR points against the Chargers this season. Um, so if that's any indication of what Kenneth Walker is up against this week, I think the odds are good. So you've got to start in Kenneth Walker. You've got to start in Damian Pierce. You've got to start in Saquon Barkley. Um, okay, so here comes the harder part, which is who to sit. And this particular person, I've had a tough time figuring out where it is he falls into the offense uh, by committee in Jacksonville, and that is James Robinson. Um James Robinson and the Jaguars going up again against the uh, the New York Giants. Um, I think that he is the other counterpart to Travis Etienne. Uh, and he, you know, um, I, initially at the beginning of the season, I, I personally thought that James Robinson was going to get some serious work, and he did. He did the first couple weeks. Um, he actually ran pretty well last week in week six against Indy. It's an interdivisional game. So, um, those are always sort of a toss up in my opinion for the AFC South. It's always very confusing what's going to happen in those games, but he did have 12 carries for 54 yards. Um, he did not bring in a touchdown, however, and that's the third game in a row. Um, however, with that in mind, I also do have the feeling that he will continue to get outplayed by Travis Etienne, as I mentioned. Um, if he does score, if Robinson does score this week against the Giants, uh, I mean, I would be happy. I'm one of his fantasy managers for sure. I'm one of my teams. Uh, but it's hard to say whether that'll happen. And like I had just said uh, with Saquon Barkley, the Giants across the board are looking strong. So this could be a toss-up week for James Robinson in terms of how much work he gets and how the Giants' defense handles uh, the run. So my feeling this week is James Robinson is a sit just behind uh, Travis Etienne because he will get more work this week for sure. And speaking of workload, so we've got an interesting situation, y'all, if you watched, uh, you know, uh, if you have seen the Denver Broncos uh, just generally, this probably won't help too much at this point. Cause you already know, uh, but it's really, really hard to bet on the Broncos right now. 
um, and especially looking at the Denver backfield. So we have a committee uh, between Boone Murray and Latavius Murray and uh, Melvin Gordon. And uh, I would say that across the board, uh, I think that all three of these folks uh, will get a similar workload. Even despite it being against the Jets, I think they will get a committee workload. Um, so whether it is Melvin Gordon or it's Latavius Murray or it's Mike Boone, uh, this backfield is tough. This backfield is tough. Um, and what it comes down to in terms of starting any one of those three players uh, is the likelihood of a touchdown. And at this point, I don't think that any of the three of them are necessarily a start unless you're really, really grabbing at straws and you need someone maybe in your flex, maybe in your flex. Uh, so with that being said, the Jets this season, also a better team than we remember. It's worth saying that the Jets have only allowed one rushing touchdown to a running back in the past three games. And that's against the likes of Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. I mean, they have held off the run pretty, pretty, pretty well. So, uh, my feeling this week is that it is a sit from me on the entirety of the Denver backfield. So those are our start sits for running backs. And now I'm kicking it back to Michelle to talk about our wide receivers. Let's do this. Similar as we talked about for quarterbacks, some big name wide receivers also on by this week. However, we've got some good picks for you that you could get in that lineup for start sit this week. Uh, first and foremost, already mentioned this when I talked about the quarterbacks, DeAndre Hopkins is back. Many people uh, snagged him in their drafts, uh, even though he was suspended for the first six games of the year, had him stashed on your bench. Now's the time to get him in your lineup. Um, Another guy that I'm very happy to be talking about here, Chris Godwin. Um, He's had some injury issues. He's back. He is fully integrated into this Tampa Bay offense. He's getting tons of targets from Tom Brady. He is catching the ball from Tom Brady, which is obviously helping with their um, trust. And, you know, Tom has been out there saying that this team uh, could and should be playing better, which um, I very much agree with. Uh, That said, uh, Chris Godwin has absolutely stepped up to – the occasion here, you know, Mike Evans on the other side of the field allows for attention to go that way. And so while the defenses are zigging, Chris Godwin is zagging and catching tons of passes. Um, I love this matchup against the Panthers for him, and I absolutely have him in my lineup. A um, couple of guys uh, that I would uh, look at as, you know, a, a sit, probably not great streaming options this week for guys on by. Um, Curtis Samuel, I think, I think the wave has passed. Uh, the commanders were uh, looking stronger and using him a bit more early in the season. I think he started to dip a little bit. Um, he maybe isn't our uh, waiver wire sweetheart that he uh, was in weeks past. So I'm looking at avoiding him um, this week. And then also uh, Drake London. He's definitely showed up really strong in his rookie season. Um, Atlanta, I think, has surprised well, definitely me and probably lots of other people as well. Uh, but I think the Bengals are uh, starting to get their groove on an upward swing, not just from an offensive offensive perspective, but also from a defensive perspective. Um, and the Falcons do take on the Bengals this week. So I am looking at a sit for Drake London as well. Everybody, 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 you just got your wide receivers from Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. And let's talk about tight ends to round out today's episode. Okay, um, so I know that I just had a little bit of poo-pooing 
on the Jaguars, uh, specifically James Robinson. (laughs) But that is not the case as we get into tight ends here and talk a little bit about Evan Ingram. Uh, Evan Ingram and the Jags going up against the New York Giants. Evan Ingram also having been a former New York Giant, I think gives him a bit of an edge this week in the tight end position. Um, Looking back at the last couple of weeks, uh, last two weeks to be exact, Ingram has scored nine or more fantasy points. That's a lot for your tight end, especially, you know, if you didn't nab a, uh, Mark Andrews uh, early enough in in uh, in the draft. Um, Evan Ingram is a great option for this week. Um, he's super useful in that he's seen 16 targets in the past two games. Uh, and in, I think it's, yeah, I think it's last week he saw the team's highest target count at six targets. So he for sure is someone that our buddy Trevor Lawrence is looking at. And I know that Evan Ingram will continue to get looks this week. Um, As we said, it's going to be a harder uh, week against the Giants defense for the run. So my money is in the air. And the Giants generally defensively have been pretty middle of the pack against tight ends this season. Uh, and I think that above all, if we want to twist the knife here, obviously, uh, Evan Ingram also has a revenge game this week playing against his old team. So I think he's a go this week. I think his volume and consistency the last two weeks will carry into this week, uh, if he gets that target share as he's expected to. So get Evan Ingram in your lineups as well as another start, a second start, um, Coming back finally, trickling in back into the league for week seven. <laughs> We've got Gerald Everett back in some lineups uh, on Monday Night Football of week six against the Broncos. Uh, he was fairly active. I watched the game. He saw seven targets against the Broncos, uh, which was the third most on the Chargers. Not insanely impressive, but definitely enough to sustain here. Uh, and he ended the game with five, five catches for 29 yards. Now, uh, he did finish with just about eight fantasy points in this game. Solid, solid. We love to see that. Um, And while it's been kind of hard the past two weeks, it seems like, even though that was the Broncos last week, um, we know Gerald Everett's upside. We know it. Uh, We knew it at the beginning of the season. We talked about it on this show. And uh, he's already topped 13 fantasy points three times this season already. So he's got the upside. He's had some, I don't know if I'd even call it a down two weeks with uh, eight or nine points per week, Uh, but we know his upside and we know that his ceiling is higher. And uh, this is the week to play him because uh, the Chargers are going up against the Seahawks and the Seahawks by far are allowing the most production for tight ends this season in the entire league. Um, They're currently allowing an average uh, 24 points per game in fantasy to tight ends. Uh, which is insane. It's a hugely large gap from the next team in line for allowing uh, that sort of production from tight ends at 18.9 points, 19 points. That's a five-point gap, people. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of allowances. And so uh, this is this game against Seattle is the best matchup for tight ends right now, and that is no different for Gerald Everett, who, in my humble opinion, is going to go off this week. So let's see him in your lineups. He is definitely a start. Um, moving on to some sits. Now, first, and this is a this is a bummer of a one, but it's because uh, I really like Logan Thomas on the Commanders. Um, 
Logan Thomas has been waffling, oscillating, whatever you want to call it, with a calf injury this season. He has been on and off. Uh, We haven't seen the Logan Thomas that we've looked forward to in previous seasons, who's been dynamic in previous seasons. Um, So while he is still up to chance and start this week in Week 7, um, the press that I've seen around him nearing a return is that he should not start entering lineups this week. This is going to be a tester week, folks. Um, We're going to try to see what Logan Thomas does. Uh, It's possible that he's on your waiver wires right now after some folks may have dropped him. So if you're desperate and you have a spot to stash him in your, you know, wherever it ends up being, if you have a spot in your lineup on your bench, uh, you can grab him. But remember that he has a low floor and also... For this particular week, it would be his first game back. Um, so I don't feel particularly bullish, although I love Logan Thomas. I don't think week, week seven is the start week that we would anticipate for him. So give him a look for week eight, but this week, uh, sit tight, maybe pick him up if you've got an extra spot, knowing that um, he could be dynamic in the next couple weeks. So Logan Thomas is a sit. And uh, final sit for this week, I've talked a lot about the Giants and the Jaguars. Holy moly, I didn't even mean to do that, but we'll stick with it um, and talk about Daniel Bellinger, who is uh, on the Giants offense, but this I don't think is the week to put him in your starting lineup. Um, I will say that he was a top 10 tight end in week six. He had a fantastic week fantasy-wise, just under 15 fantasy points uh, and 10 fantasy points the week prior. Um, A lot of folks have talked about streaming Daniel Bellinger and uh, just pointing out that in week six, he had a receiving touchdown and a goal line rush in his touchdown in London the week previous. And so um, those types of things are the moment where we get cute. We talk about it on the show all the time, not getting too cute. Um, And I think Daniel Bellinger right now is a little bit too cute for my liking, and that's why I'm putting him in the sit category, although he is one to keep an eye on for tight end one territory. That being said, can't rely on him this week necessarily, uh, although he does have a good matchup against the Jaguars. um, But again, can't rely on those rushing touchdowns from a tight end. It's just a little bit strange and his consistent usage needs to be proven first before you put him in your lineup. So this is a too cute moment. This is a sit moment for Daniel Bellinger and the Giants. And there you have it, folks. Those are our Draft Queens recommendations for start and sit for tight ends. Now, you know this show. We're not done for today. Uh, We've got one more thing for you, and that is our Draft Queens bet of the week. Um, Usually I've got my partner in crime, Michelle, aka Moneyline Michelle, uh, on the line making these predictions. But um, we know how the last six weeks have gone with our bet of the week. We make some big bets, really big bets, lots of uh, multi-team and multi-effort parlays. And uh, so I'm going to give it a stab this week because we haven't been super successful, but that's because we've kind of, uh, we've been shooting the moon, as they say. We've been taking some big swings. So today we're going to walk that back and uh, 
from our different types of bets of the week, we've done same game parlay, we've done multi-game parlay, we've done player props, we've done uh, DFS long shots. But this week, uh, as an homage to Moneyline Michelle, I want to take a really simple bet on the Moneyline. And you may already anticipate what my bet of the week is uh, on behalf of the Draft Queens, because I've talked about these teams a lot in this episode, a lot. And... Um, It's not necessarily by design, but I do think that this game will be fun. And that will be the giant taking the Giants money line at plus 135 at the Jags. That's 1 p.m. on Sunday. The reason I'm taking the Giants money line is because, first of all, look at the Giants record, right? Um, no one expected the Giants to be 5-1 and one at this point in the season. I certainly did not as a New York resident and native. Uh, I did not expect it. So first and foremost, that's worth saying. But here we are. And I don't think the Giants are plus 135 at five and one, uh, with three losses under their belt in the last three games, uh, Jacksonville is on the down and the Giants are on the up. And I believe that Jacksonville should not be favored in this game. They should not be favored in this game. In fact, uh, the Giants should be taken home uh, that line and should beat out and take a shot on the money line of plus 135. So that's where our money's going this week. We'll put our our money where our mouth is and make those bets on our own as well. Uh, but if you're looking for some low-hanging fruit, if you're looking for a quick little bet you can make uh, to spin up some money, there it is, Giants Money Line at plus 135. All right, everybody. Now, it's been another abbreviated episode for this week, uh, but we are back in our regular cadence Uh, With our regular recording setups together, Michelle and I will be on the mic, um, first of all, this coming Monday for the huddle, as we always do, Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern, uh, for your weekly roundup of all the biggest sports headlines of the week. Uh, So tune in Monday morning and catch us there, as well as next Friday, I will be back in studio with Michelle uh, next Friday, October 28th. And uh, that's at 8 a.m. Eastern. We will be talking week eight stardom sit so you can set your lineups with us. Uh, and in the meantime, if you're not following us, follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your shows. Uh, we've got you covered for expert football advice and fantasy advice. So uh, go smash that follow button, follow along with us. And also keep in mind that a five-star review warms our hearts leave us some love we love y'all uh you can do that on apple Podcasts. it really really helps a lot so with that everybody have an amazing week seven go pick up those wins you're gonna be fantastic uh it's been fun as always and we will see you on monday morning 